Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ, my church family. I greet you in the name and in the love and the peace of Jesus Christ. And for our daily word today, I'd like to actually take us back to yesterday's journey through the Bible because there's something there that I think is so important for us right now. And this uh, issue that's addressed there is actually not about the virus. It's not about COVID-19, right? This is about anger because we find ourselves, uh, not just because of the virus, but we find ourselves in what we might call an age of anger and where the, the virus is this sort of obvious enemy. This anger thing, it's not really being viewed with the kind of caution that it should be, the, the kind of seriousness that it should be. This is what the scripture says, beginning in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. And don't let sin, and don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't sin by letting anger control you. So this seems to indicate that anger, and I think we all know this, can actually take over. It can become the motivating, the controlling factor in our lives. We can actually act according to anger by a principle of anger. And the scripture says very clearly here that that is a sin. That when we act out of anger, we speak out of anger, we are actually sinning because we are called to act not out of anger, but out of love. Let's continue on then. The scripture says, don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. Now, I know that there are those who think that the devil, that all the spiritual forces of darkness, all that stuff is just fairy tale stuff, and you are certainly entitled to your belief. You are certainly entitled to be wrong at any point, uh, and I think that you are, because Jesus is very clear about this. Jesus is the Son of God come in the flesh, and so he knows what he's talking about. And he, he believes and he informs us that there is a spiritual enemy. In fact, there are spiritual forces of darkness. And, and so we have to take this very seriously, right? That, that our anger, our acting in anger, actually opens up, if you think about like, like mountain climbing, getting a foothold, Right? That's a real important thing for a mountain climber to get purchased somewhere so that that mountain climber can, can advance. And what we're actually doing when we let anger fester and continue in our lives is we're actually giving a foothold for the enemy to advance in our lives. Think about how anger, when it festers, affects those in our lives. Right? Th think about how it affects our own souls, how it poisons our souls. Think about how it, it, it really affects our relationship with God because we're festering on that anger rather than lifting our eyes to the Lord, right? And so he says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Don't hold on to anger to the point where you start to give, and not very long, right? Don't give it, don't give it to this kind of time where you go into another day with this anger. Don't go to bed with it. And and, and what I want to do is I want to just, first of all, confess that, um, that I've been carrying anger and God brought this before me and convicted me about this. Um, anger about 
things going on in our broader denomination, uh, accusations against um, those of us who believe in our doctrine that's been believed for 2,000 years that's grounded in the scriptures. Uh, really ironic that it's like, um, I, I've been angry about people who are angry about uh, our holding to our traditional Christian beliefs. And, and I'll confess that there are things in politics that have made me angry. Um, this, this has been affecting my soul, and God brought this to my attention, and I think maybe I'm not the only one. I think maybe I'm not the only one. That we, we certainly can become upset by things. We can acknowledge that things are wrong. But we can't let anger control the way we live. We can't let it be the driving factor in our lives. As a matter of fact, we, we are called to forgive. We are called to actually pray, pray for even our enemies. And God has been working on this with me for, for some time because not too long ago, maybe, I don't know, three, four months ago, uh, God put before me a list of people that, um, in, in a sense, are enemies, not in the active sense, like somebody's coming after me, not like that, but people of opposing viewpoints, people on, on quote-unquote, the other side. And, um, and God, God said, yeah, yeah, okay, you can say you believe the Word of God, but what about when you don't want to do it, like when you just don't want to pray for somebody? Are you even, gonna, are you even going to obey my Word? You say that you believe. You say that you trust my word. You say that it's inspired. Are you actually going to do it? And what I found, and, and this is a continual process, but as we continue to pray for those that make us angry, the anger begins to release and our souls begin to heal. And, and we can begin to see a pathway open to where we actually would act in love even toward those who are our enemies. Now, they say that confession is good for the soul, but bad for the reputation. <laughs> so this could just be me, and I'm confessing anger, and people are going, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is the pastor, and he's angry. <laughs> that could be. But you know what? I don't think I'm the only one. I think that there's actually an outbreak of anger in our culture right now, and we need to be salt and light in that. We do. We need to be a city on a hill. We need to be a light, a lamp on a stand. So surrender that anger to the Lord and do it today before this day is up. Don't let the enemy get a foothold in your life. Surrender it to the Lord. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, the power of Jesus' name, the name that is above every name, amen. So may it be. Uh, I love you, church family. And until we speak again, may God bless you and keep you. Bye-bye.